everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talk and Tunes. Today we have with us Zach Hart, and it is premiere day before premiere day yes. for Zach. Um, welcome, Zach. Glad to have you with us. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so much. Yeah. So release or release eve, release night, body language comes out tonight at midnight. Um, exciting. Um, I'm super excited for you. Um, yeah. How long has this been in the works? How long have you had body language written or thinking about it? How long has that been out there? So body language was actually a song that I, I put out an EP almost exactly a year ago. And um, I had been working really hard on that EP um, for about a year and a half, like leading up to it. Um, there was a lot of like, you know, behind the scenes stuff. Obviously it, it takes like years for like this stuff to actually kind of like fruition. But um, okay. I was actively like, we were actively recording the EP for um, about a year and a half. And whenever um, we were getting close to finishing that EP, I met somebody who's now a good friend of mine, Mr. Jacob Frisch. And um, he reached out to me and said that his wife had found my song fix a broken heart and um showed it to him and was like you should write with this guy <laughs> so i'm very happy that he did because now we're really good friends and um he's we're, we're working on other stuff together and i'm super excited about it but um we wrote the song last summer as my ep was like wrapping up and like finishing up and everything and i thought it was such a cool song when we wrote it it was one of those songs like um that at the time whenever we were writing it, I just knew it was like a, like a really good vibe and I really loved the energy of the song. And so um, work taped it and everything. And I kind of just like held on to it and like sat on it for a while. I was just like, oh, this is like a cool song. And I wasn't really thinking of anything past my EP coming out at that point. And then of course my EP came out and I was immediately on what's next. And that song um, was just one of the first songs that came to mind because the week my EP came out, Jacob texted me and was like, hey, man, listen, um, congrats on your EP. I would love to, you know, like he, he, he was producing and everything. He, he had um, just really started getting into um, producing a lot of people and um, showed interest in wanting to produce me too. And um, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like right now, it, it's hard to think past like where I am right now with my EP it just came out. So I probably need to like have like a clear head. And then I texted him like later that week. I was like, yeah, I'll see body language. <laughs> and so we started, we started working on body language. And of course I've had another song come out since then. Um, Carl plan too, but, um, body language, I I've hung on to it since last summer. And I'm, I just think it's a really good, feel good vibey, um, love song. And I, I think that's, that my music has, been missing conceptually uh since i started releasing music last year because my ep was all heartbreak songs and and then the, the one that came out this year um plan two that was a different kind of song too so I, i'm just i'm stoked i'm stoked for this song to come out it's, it's a different kind of song and i feel like it's the you know the first um page of a new chapter of music for me and um I'm really excited about all the music that we're working on right now and all the music that's going to come out. And I know that's a lot. I talk a lot. So, um, <laughs> Hey, yeah. we're good. Max. I, <laughs> <laughs> I challenge 
that's a challenge I put out there. If somebody but why we talk to me, I'm in before this. Because we both like to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a struggle. Who's gonna talk more of this hour, me or you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already having such a fun time. <laughs> uh, that's why I have no musical talent, like zero. I, you know, when I'm in the car oh, that- by myself, I'm like think I carry Underwood. I can like sing with the best of them as long as I'm by myself. But I can't <laughs> play an instrument. I nothing like I have zero musical talent so it's a good thing that God gave me the gift of gab because I can carry on a conversation with anyone literally anyone in like any that's situ- why I do this show <laughs> I'll take you far in any situation yeah I mean I never meet a stranger never yeah I consider myself a fake extrovert. I think I'm actually an introvert, but silence makes me uncomfortable. So like, as I don't have to be the one talking just as long as somebody is. <laughs> so. I've never heard that term. I love that. A fake extrovert. Yeah. So like, I don't have to be the one talking, but as long as somebody is the one talking, I, like I'm a great listener. But I love conversation. Yeah. yeah. I, do. I mean, I'm awkward if it's silence. Like if I'm in a room with somebody or with a group of people and nobody's talking, I feel like I have to start conversation. Right. <laughs> if, if it's quiet, I feel like Yeah. I don't so, know. I feel like something's wrong. Something's <laughs> off if it's quiet. I'm like Yeah. I like somebody start a conversation or I'm going to because no. <laughs> silence is not me. And then right. my husband is the exact opposite, like until you get to know him, like anybody that meets him, they're like, man, y'all are total opposites. Cause you're like, and he's like all quiet and <laughs> like, I love that. Balance each other out. <laughs> yeah. Yin and yang. Yeah. Very much so. And I mean, a lot of times he's like, could you just tone it down? <laughs> <laughs> I think you like not take that as, um an insult when somebody's like can you just you're just like okay i don't i'm just like whatever (laughs) i love that it's awesome i mean not at my age because now i'm just like hey you either love me or you don't take me how i am or don't i don't care right yeah like you reach a certain point after you maybe try to like water yourself down for like certain people for like too long you reach a certain point you're just like I don't really care. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, like that's if, 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 I, this like, is truly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to be yourself. I mean, and take this from an old woman here. Truly, to all young people out there, truly be yourself. If you can't be yourself around your friends, your family, people you meet and fall in love with, whatever. If you can't truly be yourself around them, you will never honestly be happy. Right. So, I mean, you have to be. Is that, would you find that to be the same, like, within music? Mm-hmm. Like, that you have to be true to yourself musically? Yeah, I think whenever you're a lot younger, and especially, like, I started pursuing this professionally when I was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. So, I think 
whenever you're a lot younger, you're a lot quicker to want to change things about yourself in order to like meet like the expectations that somebody else might have for like you or like what you should sound like or what you should look like. But yeah. then I think it might be like, and like, as you get older thing, but I just simply lost energy for doing that. <laughs> yeah. You lose energy for like wanting to change yourself for other people to the point where you're just like, you know, whether or not like I want to be like my true authentic self around other people, like it just takes so much energy to like so much more energy to like put up like a facade or like act differently than you normally would. And I think for me around like 22 years old, 21, 22 years old, I was just kind of like, yeah, like. I think I might have like a better grasp on like being myself around like other people and like who I am because like now it's like, it's, it's a lot easier to like be yourself than it is to try to be something you're not. And eventually like you find the thing that naturally you are and just by letting it be and letting it become that. So um, yeah, because I, I spent so many years, in music by like being told by like mentors or like older people like the thing is you need to find like what makes you you need to find the stuff that makes you different like who is Zach Hart like what what is your sound like you have to find who you are as a person and as an artist so like for years I was like who am I and I like you know I I think I think whenever you're a lot younger too you, you slip on different you know personalities and vibes and like aesthetics and stuff just like trying to like find who you are and then eventually whenever you lose the energy for like trying to (laughs) try on so many different hats to like find out like that suits you I think that's when you eventually find like who you are like and like what you know like who you are like as a person and you know whenever you're in music who you are as an artist it's it's a lot easier to find that stuff whenever you don't have the energy to be anything but yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I would think, well, we'll we're going to talk more. We're going to let you sing and then we'll talk more about authenticity in the music industry. Cause I think that's so important um, to be able to find that and be that in the music industry nowadays. Um, I think people get lost in who they are and who they want to be and who the music industry wants them to be. So I think that's such a really, really important topic. Um, But we're going to come back to that. We're going to let you go ahead and sing one for us um, before people start shouting in the comments. um, Let Zach sing. Um, (laughs) All right. So what do you have planned for us first? What do you want to sing first? Um, I can k- kick things off with a song of mine that's already out. So if you guys like this, you can go check it out. I figured really we end today with playing the new song. But um, yeah, it's out. It's the title track for my EP called Pieces. And um, yeah, I guess I can take the reins on it. Go right. Yeah, I can probably see how it's about this. Uh, 
doing things you're asking. I'm doing fine while you moving on. Getting on with life, life. You may just even cross my mind. I'm taking love shots, one shot at a time. Now we're trying to break the shot. This is mine. Taking my book apart. Getting on the road. Friends are asking if I'm on the run. I know they'll be mad if I say I'm not. So I say I'm fine. It's a little bit of a time, but it's pieces <laughs> all right sick can you hear me <laughs> thank you oh wow. thing is not working that's awesome. all kinds of technical difficulties today uh, i love that i love the groove that your music has to it like there's just this vibe to your music that is um I don't know I'm trying to think I hate comparing one artist to another um so I try not to do that but you definitely have like this Dan and Shay vibe to your music um <laughs> so I mean that's a compliment so thank you, know. you I love I love Dan and Shay so yeah yeah I mean who wouldn't want to be compared to them right. um, yeah. I have 
signed album over here by them. So <laughs> obviously, yeah. I mean, as much as I hate doing that, I feel like independent <laughs> artists would not mind being compared to like the Dan and Shays of the world. Um, but yeah, you definitely have like a Dan and Shay sound to your voice. But I love this groovy, like soul type vibe that you have to this very yet country sound to your voice. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's very unique. I love it. Um, I feel yeah. like I heard you on the radio. I'm definitely going to know it's you. Because um, you don't have like that traditional rough gravelly country tone right so <laughs> it's a standout and i love that Thank um, you. yeah definitely love that um so you're originally from kentucky is that correct yes southeastern kentucky like 30 minutes north of uh tennessee i think the first town is jelko tennessee yeah so jelko tennessee like 30 minutes north um of that in like the Corbin area, so. Okay, okay. How, so, how far are you from Bowling Green? Um, Bowling Green, about two and a half hours from Bowling oh, Green. Okay. okay. Yeah, so because Bowling Green is an hour north of Nashville. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it takes takes about two two and a half hours to get from Corbin to Bowling Green. I know because I make that drive so so often. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Well, huh. all right. So my other mom was from Bowling Green. So, and then we have a lake house on Barron River Lake. So awesome. yeah. So we go there. I go there as much as I possibly can. Right. Um, yeah. So I love it there. So I'm not familiar with all areas of Kentucky, but I definitely know Bowling Green and that area and Barron River Lake. So yeah. Trying to familiarize myself with Kentucky. <laughs> I love Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's awesome. Where I'm actually, Corbin, I don't know if, do you know of Cumberland Falls? I've heard of it. Yeah, that's, it's Corbin. And um, so Cumberland Falls is in Corbin. And also, I don't know if you've ever, like, been told, like, oh, go visit the first KFC. It's also I've heard about that. Yes, 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 yes. But Cumberland Falls is actually that area. Um, we have a Harley, so we ride a lot. <laughs> that area is like on the list of places to like must go ride to. Yep. And a lot of people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's people. on. We have like this whole like Facebook group of like where people should go ride to. That's and awesome. There is like a ton of people that talk about that area. There's lots of places in Kentucky. Like North Carolina and Kentucky are probably two states in our area that is probably like the two most popular states to go riding for like the most scenic areas to go see. Yeah. Yeah. So see, North well, Carolina and Kentucky are rocking for motorcycle rides. <laughs> I guess they're almost full over. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah. All right. That's cool. So, when did you decide to make the move? Um, well, I mean, you're not far from Nashville, but what made you finally decide to go, all right, 
I'm going to make that move from here to Nashville because with the way the music industry is now with social media and everything, you don't necessarily have to be in Nashville to make a music career work. So what made you decide to make that move? Yeah. So, Hey Andy, my friend Andy just joined. Um, so, um, I had been making trips down to Nashville, um, for so long. Um, like I said, I started doing it when I was 10. So, um, me and my family, we would come down like two to three times a month sometimes to, um, you know, let me come down here to play somewhere or to write or record with whoever like wanted to like do stuff with me. And we, we would just come down here as a family all the time until I got into college. I went to Eastern Kentucky University in Richmond, Kentucky. And um, so not Western, but I went to Eastern. And so, um, I was still making trips down to Nashville from Richmond, like at least like once or one, at least once or twice a month. And I did that the entire time that I was in school to um, write and record for what would ultimately, you know, become like songs for a project or songs for like an EP or like, you know, something, something that we were working on. So um, I was doing that for the entire time I was in school. I graduated in spring 2020 and uh, with a degree in marketing and uh, music industry studies. So it was kind of cool. And um, I stayed, I went back to Corbin because obviously, um, pandemic <laughs> and yeah i stayed down there until about september and i finally like when things were like opening back up and housing was a little bit cheaper in nashville at the time <laughs> um i decided that like this was that time that i needed to like come to nashville and you know came down here and like kind of hit the ground running and of course things didn't go as planned as they normally don't anytime that you try to make any plans for yourself and oh. And I'm such a planner. So like, that's just, you know, heartbreaking to me when that doesn't oh. happen. <laughs> um, I made the move down here, things that I had like lined up at the time, I kind of started to like fall through and like slowly fade away. And I was, you know, getting really like heartbroken and stressed, like already by like Nashville. I was like, I've been here for like three months. How is this already happening? <laughs> I was like, I need to be here for at least a year before I get my heartbroken really good. And so, um, no, I, a lot of things just kind of like started to fall through and I was getting really down and discouraged. And of course I, we were, you know, already um, kind of deep into the process of writing and recording for the EP that I was really leaning on making. And I think um, there were some creative differences in uh, the team that we originally had. And that's kind of probably like one of the factors that, made the EP ultimately what it was and made it exactly the way that I wanted it to be. Um, so whenever it just became the project between me and my producer, um, or one of like my sole producer, uh, Grant Anderson at the time, um, ultimately I felt like the songs that we had together on that project were the songs that best represented me and um, who I wanted to be as an artist and the career I wanted to have. And, also, they were a very accurate snapshot of my life at that time. And I feel like that's the best songs. Is, they're always two things. They're always, you know, just absolutely great songs, like melodically production. And like, those, those are the best songs to me. Um, and the other thing is 
lyrically if they're just like an accurate snapshot of your life at the time because that whenever you connect to something like that that is also you know lyrically about like what you're actively going through but also about um you just like really love like the music and the production you know like as a listener like this is like the kind of music that you would obsess over if you were hearing this from somebody else that's the kind of stuff that you, you want to release and put out as an artist and we decided to release my very first song last year called fix a broken heart and i was just like i'm just gonna i'm gonna put this out and just like you know see what happens and you know i had little to no like resources or like backing like when it came to the song but everything that happened like with that song with just like you know my friends and you know my followers and like whoever else like heard the song i like, shared it with this person and this person and it, it kind of just like became its own thing without really um in you know obviously it was like a humble first independent release but like it was all the encouragement and motivation that i needed to like keep going and like really feel like i was exactly where i needed to be at this moment in life and at that time so it, it just it was really good and like reassuring to me whenever that song came out and um of course we released the ep and like the other singles that followed after that but um yeah so the question about moving to nashville i i, I made the move down here uh september of 2020 and it's it's just it, it's the place where i do you know most of my creative work and of course i do like most of my business out of nashville and of course yeah. you can do music anywhere and i do miss home a lot but uh nashville it i'm not i'm not a city person either and i tell people that all the time i'm like i'm not a city person and if I am a Nashville person, so. <laughs> well, that's the great thing about Nashville. Even though Nashville is like this city, it's like a country city. Yeah. Sense. It, it, I don't know what I mean by that. But it's like, it is a city, but it's, you don't have to go very far to be in the country. Yeah, and, it still has that hometown feel to it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's filled with so many people. I mean, there are so many other genres there as well, besides country music. But there's so many people there wanting to do country music. I think that's what makes it still feel country. Yeah. And I know that sounds crazy, but I know you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> um, it's in the South, too. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Around you has a Southern accent, no matter what. <laughs> so like... Yeah, really. Um, I love Nashville. I mean, I'm obsessed with Nashville. I cannot wait to be there in a couple of weeks. Um, Gosh, awesome. I would move there in a heartbeat if my husband would, but he's like, no, you can't make me. Um, he's <laughs> not moving anywhere where traffic is terrible. It's not happening. Um, that's the only thing Those I days. about Nashville. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Yesterday. So sending you those voice messages i was like yes i'm i understand exactly like what you're talking about like i'm literally driving right now like it's like, and get from point a to point b but i wasn't even in bad traffic when i was sending those messages to you but still i mean you know i was driving so i wasn't gonna text just being safe right. um and just so y'all know anytime i was posting stories i was at a stoplight I was posting stories as I was going. Yeah, I either do, I either do the, I, now I almost always do like the voice memo messages because I used to do the voice to text and then you go back and just reread it and it's just nonsense. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I've done that too. That does not work. Yeah. I, did that, I did that to my sister the other day and she sent back, she's like, what is, I don't even remember what the word was. She's like, what is whatever? And I'm like, stupid phone. I don't know. I meant to say whatever. <laughs> like it totally screwed up the word. And I was like, I don't even know what that meant. I have no idea. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, the, the voice to text does not work well. Because it will turn some well-meaning word into something you don't want to say to somebody. <laughs> not good. <laughs> not at all. All right. Um, I totally lost my train of thought of what I was going to ask you a while ago. Um, we, we talked, talked about, about Nashville. Like, Make the move to Nashville. And then I gave you a bill, um, which I, I usually anyway. Um, and about my sound and stuff like that. What'd you say? Um, no, um, you raised a thought when you were talking about um, being in Nashville um, with having the right team. I'm trying to remind myself where I was going here. Um, having the right team surrounded about you um, and creative differences. Um, have you ever worked with people and had creative differences that you just couldn't work out. And what advice would you give people if they're in that situation? Or yeah. how to or how to work out those different when you find yourself in that situation, how do you work that situation out? So there are two things I would like to say about this. Um so whenever we initially started like working on like what my project would become it was still kind of like a process of like musical like self-discovery like when it came to the projects because like i said i'd never put anything out before and um I'd, I'd just been like writing for years and you know playing yeah. just trying to figure out like who i am and like what i want to say and how i wanted to say it yeah and, you know whenever i first started i was doing like traditional country music and that's where like I feel like my roots are and I feel like no matter like what I do I feel like you're always gonna be able to like see that in my music and I hope that you can always see it in my music um so for a long time I, I loved like the mentors that I had and um a lot of them were like older like industry veterans and I absolutely like am so thankful for like those people and you know what I was able to learn from them oh, yeah. um, and I think um what happened was I always saw myself like initially, like I wanted to be like a traditionalist in a sense. Like I wanted to do traditional country music. Like that's my, some of my favorite sounds are still like songs with like, just like crying still guitar and like, you know, oh. love fiddle and I love dobro. And what ended up happening was around the time that I was 14, uh, my dad, he's to blame. He got me, um, he got me uh, Taylor Swift's Red album because um, it came. My birthday's October twenty third, and I think her album came out either the twenty second or the twenty fourth. So like, I got it like around that weekend, and yeah. um, and I just remember like I was so intrigued by like the stuff that was on the album because it was you know so different. And at that time, like I'd only ever listened really to like country music and bluegrass music and 
Christian music, gospel music. Like I, I didn't really have like an interest in anything pop oriented um, until I listened to that album because that was kind of like the, her bridge from country to pop. And that yeah, was I think a lot of people's turning point or crossover per se. Yeah. And then, so that album was kind of like my bridge into like wanting to like discover like music outside of country music. And so like, I got into like, you know, a bunch of like pop music and like rock music and like just like a bunch of like music that I found out that I loved that was outside of you know the country genre and that's what that was for me and I think the songs I ended up writing after that like whenever I would like play them for my dad because my dad would usually be the first person that would like when I was a teenager like play songs I wrote for um he you know he he told me like the songs he liked and like the songs he that he thought like uh, like you know, they, they were cool songs. And I remember being like, oh, man, I just, I want to like write like traditional country music. Like why can't I write? Cause I love traditional country music. And like, I was talking about this yesterday with my co-writer yesterday. I was like, I love this Carly Pierce, like Carly Pierce's last album. Like I, I played all the time and I'm like, I want to like write some real country stuff like that. And, um, and I think I was naturally leaning towards, um, a more pop style of writing whenever I would write. And then I remember my dad being like, you know, like maybe that's your sound. Like maybe like what you're doing, like naturally is like what you're supposed to be doing. And then I was yeah. like, maybe, I don't know. And, but at the time, like, you know, a lot of the people I was working with or like, you know, older people, they'd be like, whatever you do, just keep the country country, you know, like, don't do any of that pop crap. That's what you, that's what you, <laughs> you hear a lot. Um, and then, and then, so um, it was really funny because I was just like just thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, yes, you can have like, you know, straight up country. You can have like rock influence country, but for the love of everything that is good, do not have pop influence country music. <laughs> And, but that was just naturally what was happening. And I think the people that I initially met, like kind of saw that in me that I did have like a more pop thing going on. And like, like, that's what I wanted to do. And like I said, like I grew up doing traditional country music. So I feel like you can always, you know, see that in what I do, no matter what. Yeah. Um, I think there was either trying to go too far down a road that wasn't that I knew wasn't me and didn't feel authentic to me and like what I wanted to do mm-hmm. because um, I'm a small, I'm a small town boy. I'm a small town guy, you know? And uh, I definitely am not like, uh, like Western, like, you know, like it's, that's not my personality and it's not, it wasn't reflective in my music either. And um, I think I was finally like, I wanted to kind of be like more like this, and then it became a conversation of like, okay, well, this is kind of like how like we see it sounding. And this is kind of like where country music is going. And like, you should probably do it more like this. And I was like, but this is like what feels like natural. And like, I think, I think whenever you're young too, you're afraid to break away from um, people who don't like give you freely their time and energy to like, you know, mentor you and educate you. And you think, oh, it's not like my place to speak up about what I don't feel is 
right in the music that we're creating. I'm supposed to like sit and learn right now. I'm supposed to be like told like what I'm supposed to do right now because that, that's where I'm at right now. And I think whenever I was finally like, I want it to be like this, I want it to sound like this. And this, this is the thing that feels the most like me. I think that's when um, some of the people that I was working with at the time were probably like, okay, well, that's a little too, too far down that road for like me to like, you know, be able to truly do that. And I think advice for anybody who feels that way or feels like maybe, you know, creative differences get in the way. Um, I think if it's done respectfully um, and also if you try to get out of your head about being afraid about speaking up about that kind of thing, you'll be a lot happier that you did a lot later on down the road whenever you speak up and say like i know like these people have so much knowledge and so much wisdom to bestow on me but like also you when you know what you do naturally and what is natural to you and the natural way that like you can go um start off doing that start off doing the thing that is natural to you because eventually you know taking yourself out of your comfort zone and stretching yourself as a writer and as a songwriter and as an artist later on down the road, it's going to be a lot easier to want to experiment and explore doing other things. But I feel like you need to start doing what's naturally first and just keep doing that repeatedly. But another thing that I want to say, this is the second thing that I want to say was um, your working relationships and your friendships, like sometimes don't always need to mix. <laughs> so I think I think there have been times before too when I probably wrote with a good friend that we probably didn't click creatively like whenever we like got down to it and like it doesn't it doesn't affect anything it's just like okay cool we tried it we're probably not gonna do it again but like yeah separate the friendship from the working relationship Leave yeah them yeah. Yeah, so your friendships don't all like your friendships with other writers and artists and like they don't always have to be working relationships and vice versa. Like right. you know, it's um which it's a lot more fun whenever you're the people that you work with. Yeah. You create with you are friends with. And I feel like I am. So um well, I, I, I am a so a work relationship can turn into a friendship. But a oh, friendship yeah, but doesn't necessarily have to turn into a work relationship. Right, yeah. So Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, you <laughs> don't want to ruin a friendship if a work relationship doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So it, that's so you try it; it doesn't work, and you're like, okay, cool, whatever. Like, yeah. we'll leave still, it alone if it don't work. <laughs> we'll hang out. We still support each other, but like, we're not meant to like create stuff together. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, but definitely, I'm, I'm I'm happy that I you know did say like what I wanted to you know, like two years ago, whenever we were, stuff. and I'm happy that that's where I've been able to go naturally. And because I feel like right now I'm still in that space of doing what I do naturally. But um, of course, you want to get into stretching yourself and pushing boundaries and, you know, di trying different things. And that's what we do too. We do with doing different things, but it all, um, it all starts with going off of what you feel naturally whenever you're you know, writing or, you know, producing something, which I'm not a producer. You have to put yourself out of that, out of your little comfort zone a little bit. Yeah. But staying true to your, staying true to your 
authentic self too. Yeah. But I mean, and I uh, applaud you and others that can remain true to yourselves and be brave enough to speak up for yourselves. A lot of people, a lot of artists don't do that. They, they just want it so bad that they're willing to do whatever, I don't mean whatever, but they're willing to conform their music to whatever someone has them to do. Well, a lot and, of people, there's a lot you know, of- No, I won't. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people do feel like, oh, like not everybody gets an opportunity like this to like work with like these kinds of people or like do this kind of thing that I'm doing. Like, I can't mess it up. I need to do as I'm told and like keep, keep doing this, which it's not as aggressive in my situation as it sounds, uh, as I just like made it sound. <laughs> but it's- No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So you, you definitely um, fear kind of um, losing an opportunity that so many people like are literally like fighting for like whenever you feel like you have an opportunity. So um, yeah, just, you know. Yeah. But if you took an opportunity that you had to be somebody that you weren't, how right. happy would you be with that opportunity? You wouldn't be. <laughs> Not in the long run. I mean, you might yeah. be short term, mm. but the long term you wouldn't be. Yeah. I would. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but I wouldn't be. Right. I cannot believe we've been on almost an hour. Oh, no. um, <laughs> I know. Insane. All right. So we have to talk about um, what people can find on the website. We've got to talk about body language for a minute. And we cannot end the show without you singing that one. Okay. Um, so it is release eve, the eve of release. Um, you've been doing the takeover all day. So we've got stories up on Route 66 stories. Um, you're going to do that for, I don't know how much longer. We didn't talk about it. I know you. I told you you could do it up until release, so I don't know how much longer you're going to do it, however long you want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me know afterwards how long you're going to do it to. Um, if you're going to do it till release time, I will make sure that I'm right there with you at release time if you are. Um, on the website, for those that are watching or those that watch the replay, if you haven't already checked out Route 66's website, y'all make sure you go to it. I'm sure Zach told you in the stories. It's been, I've been on with Verizon all morning. I haven't even got to watch the stories yet. So I'm going to go watch them after this. Um, I'm sure he told you in the stories. Go to the website. You'll see on the homepage some pretty pitch I shouldn't say pretty for you some handsome pictures of Zach on the homepage and there is a link that will take you right to the feature release right up about Zach and on that page y'all get a sneak peek sneak peek sneak listen a preview of the entire full-length song of body language um, y'all get to listen to it today only on our website. It's the only place that you're going to get, well, you're going to hear it here in just a minute, live from Zach, but you get to hear the produced version um, on our website. So make sure you go to our website, check that out. Pretty sure, well, I don't know. Did you put the link in the stories or is it just on the website? Links in the stories. Links in the stories. So links in the stories, link is on the website. 
So make sure you go to the stories, go to the website, check that out, check out the article. Um, after we get done here, um, I'll be posting a review on the Instagram. It will be on, or the link on the Instagram, the review will be on the website as well. So y'all make sure that you check out all that good stuff. If you're not already following Zach, make sure you go follow him on all his socials. Um, Pre-save link. Pre-save link is also on the website. Pre-save link is in Zach's bio. Make sure y'all go pre-save it. There is time before it releases. Pre-saves are so, so important to the artist. Make sure y'all go pre-save body language. It really, really, really helps the artist out so much. Um, it helps them get charted on iTunes, among other things. But go pre-save body language. All right. I'm going to turn it over to you now. So anything else that you want to say about body language or we'll just turn it over for you to perform whatever. It's I'm up so to you. For the song. It comes out tonight at midnight as you or at midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central. <laughs> so um, I love being on Central Time because I feel like we don't have to wait as long for stuff. <laughs> I know. <So> not fair. <laughs> and um yeah, so I, I'm super excited uh, for the song to finally be out, but I'm even more excited for, you know, um, to, you know, see the pe people's reactions to the song um, tonight and tomorrow and just see, see what everybody's thinking about it and also to really get into putting out all of this new music that I have coming up because I, I just love the stuff that we're doing right now and I'm so stoked. It's I Stoked is my word of the month, word of the year. <laughs> it's a good word. It's a good word. Yeah. But, All right. Cool. Also, it's really dry. I don't know if it's like like a change of seasons thing, but it's so dry. So forgive me when my falsetto is like kind of. No worries. <laughs> Here we go. I'm not about to judge your singing. So. Hey, thank you. I just sing the absolute like worst thing that you've ever heard in your entire life and you're just like sitting here and like you're looking at me and you have you have no choice but to smile and <laughs> I'm not gonna put you through that I'm not gonna put you through that here we go Surprise in the 
check it out and stream it and share it with your friends and post it on your Instagram stories and go use the sound on TikTok because that is also so important. <laughs> yes. And do reels and share them and all that good stuff and remix and all that good stuff. Yeah. And if you have any conversation with anybody at all tomorrow, tell them about body language. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great acoustically too. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's dropped like, it's dropped down in, in, in a couple of keys just because that's where my voice is today. But um, yeah, I appreciate I that. I can tell that. I think we're going to no, do. That sounds good. Thank you. I, appreciate sounds... I think I we're going to do a version of the song too. Um, so yeah. Exactly. But thank you so much for um, having me on here to do this. I really appreciate it. It was so nice talking to you. Um, Yes, I know. So nice to finally meet you virtually. And so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing the takeover. Thank you for allowing me to do your premiere. Um, if y'all want to hear the produced version early, make sure you go over to Route 66 websites, rt66countrymusic.com. You can check it out there today only. And make sure you go to Zach's bio or link in the stories, go pre-save body language, get ready for the release tonight. Thank you guys. Thank you, Zach. Y'all have a great Thursday. Stay safe, stay healthy. Most of all, you guys be kind to each other. Bye-bye.